Hey guys, and welcome back to the Longtail Podcast. We're so excited to be back in the booth recording new episodes for you. Unfortunately, Professor Run and I had to take some time off from producing the show because we just got too busy. But we're back this week with a new episode where we're going to be discussing why it is that we think Hitler and Nazism has been satirized in films and television. All right, let's get into the episode. A year from now, in the spring semester uh, of 2022, I'm going to be doing this course on comedy and horror. Yes. And one of the key things of doing that class is trying to find films that illustrate key points. And so some of the weeks will be topical in nature, like why is sex funny? Why is sex horrible? You know, because there are comedies about sex, there's horror films about sex. Those would be a couple of the topics, right? Sure. But one topic I definitely want to do that really intrigues me is the idea that why are Nazis funny? Right. No. Because, and this brings up one of your favorite movies. Of course, the movie you want me to use is what? Jojo Rabbit. Of course. Because it's such a great example. I mean, the entire film is satirizing Hitler's and Nazism as this absurd ideology. Right. But... Given that the Nazis were real and it was a horrible thing, uh, you, you, I, I, I believe you're in the school thought that the Holocaust is a bad thing. Oh, that's oh, that's a horrible thing. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm assuming you're in that school. That's a good school thought to be in. I feel like it is. Yeah. So, that being said, why is it that movie is so funny though? Right. What is so funny about? Seeing Hitler through the eyes of a little kid who doesn't even understand the ideology himself, what makes that so funny? I think one big part of it is that Hitler is, like, shown as this childlike person who's just friends with him and he's trying to encourage him along his way into these certain beliefs. And, um... Yeah, yeah. okay. So, So he's talking to... He's trying to appeal to a little kid. Right. So, so... The question is, then why does that tickle our funny bones so much? Why is it so often the Nazis do that? I'm not sure. Why do you think it is? That is something that we're going to try to deal with. And I think uh, I might need some very thoughtful readings about this topic. So, okay. So, my problem is, I wouldn't mind using Jojo Rabbit as the example. Every week there's going to be one film. Right. That we'll talk about every Thursday. <clears throat> Tuesday will kind of be our our TV day where we look at TV examples. Okay. In which case we may use a Seinfeld episode. Gee, I wonder what episode. <laughs> it's, it's where uh, everybody thinks that Jerry is a white supremacist and even yeah. becomes convinced because he poses as the white supremacist just to get a free limo ride oh, from course. the <laughs> and And George... Actually, really likes the female white supremacist. Of course, he does. <laughs> he says to George, he says to Jerry, "Well, you know, I don't get a chance to meet many women. But she's, <laughs> I like the way she looks at so me." So pathetic. Like that, right? <laughs> I mean, it's funny. There are many jokes about the Nazis in Seinfeld. So what I'm going to do though is pitch two other movies that you haven't seen. One I know you haven't seen, but. There's another that I'm surprised you haven't seen. You haven't seen the original Producers, right? No. The Mel Brooks movie. No, I have not. And have you ever seen the musical number from the movie, also from the Broadway show Springtime for Hitler? Have you ever seen that? No, I'm not familiar. You haven't even seen that? Yeah, no. So, 
in in your view, a film from 1968 might seem too far back compared to Jojo Rabbit, which just came out very recently. No, I mean it. Ha- it happened significantly a- in 68. It happened significantly after Nazism and Hitler. So I mean, I think it could easily be on base. Okay, well that's an interesting question because okay, the whole premise of that movie is that they're trying to create a Broadway show that will be a flop. And this is the way they will be able to keep all the investors' money and not have to pay out any profits. Okay. It's sort of a pyramid scheme. Sure. And so they were looking for the worst play possible, and they found this uh, right. demented... Oh, movie. wait, this sounds familiar, yes. Yeah, well, because it got redone as a Broadway show. It got right. remade as a movie again right. based on the Broadway show. And then there's a great episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm, or actually an entire season where Mel Brooks made an appearance, and he got Larry David to be in the producers, Mm -hmm. the stage version. Right. And Mel Brooks's whole purpose was exactly the premise of the producers. He wanted the show to fail, and he thought Larry David would be such a disaster. Right. And just like in the movie, in the original show, it ends up being very funny, and everybody thinks it's a comedy. Okay? So that's one option. Uh, if you see the number springtime for Hitler, just that alone, you will see why this is a classic movie. And somebody would say, some would say this is the funniest movie ever made about the Nazis. Okay. okay. However, for me, my personal favorite is something made during the war. Which was? Ernest Lubitsch's To Be or Not To Be. Okay. Okay. Um, the whole premise of that is that there's this acting troupe in Warsaw, Poland, led by Jack Benny. His name is not Jack Benny. It's some Polish name. I don't remember his name, but it's Jack Benny's name. And one of the actors in the troupe can do an incredible impersonation of Hitler. Spot on, 100%. He looks like Hitler. He moves like Hitler. He's just like Sergeant Carter in Hogan Serials. Right, yeah. If you ever saw that show. Mm-hmm. I'm sure your dad's seen that show. I don't know if you... Have you ever watched Hogan Serials? No, I haven't. There's another example, you know, where the, the Nazis are funny. Right. Okay, they're sort of buffoons and so forth. So the, the acting troupe tries to get out of Poland... And it turns out the only way they can do it is to convince the Germans after they invaded Poland uh, that they had Hitler there. So right. that was how they got out, using this actor. Um, that's the other example. So my point being, do you think it's better that we do a very recent example where we're far removed from or we do an example from 1968, which is only two decades removed from Hitler. Or we do a third example by another German-Jewish director. When I say another, there's also Billy Wilder. Right. Who made this film during the war. So, are you asking in terms of the screening um, file yeah. for the week? Yeah. Oh, so I think, I mean, one thing that you do is you have a ton of clips that That's you do true. for discussion questions. And I think that you could involve a lot of those examples into there. Right. But I think my in my opinion the the best example that you can use is Jojo Rabbit for a screening quiz. 
for a screening. I think you need to see the other two films. Okay. Yeah. But I love Jojo Rabbit. Don't yeah. get me wrong. As a matter of fact, that was the first movie I watched when we got HBO Max. It wasn't the first. Right. Movie I, I remember that. I remember your. We had just got HBO Max. It showed up. <laughs> Among the suggestions, says, "Oh, we got to see this. I heard about this movie. This is really funny." And yeah, we absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, I saw it in that was the last movie I saw in the theaters before COVID. Um, man, that is an awesome movie. But uh, there are other really good, more recent examples too. Like Key and Peele does a lot of. Oh, they've, they've all, done great stuff. They've done a lot of Hitler stuff too, um, where they use Ty Burrell, who's also Phil Dunphy on it, Modern Family. All right, well, you're right. They saw the Key and Peele example. There's examples like that. But How many horror examples are there oh, of Nazis? I can only think of one. The movie Overlord, which is a fairly recent movie, where the Nazis are doing these experiments that essentially made uh, people into uh, zombie soups. Okay, people. yes. That is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah so I, can't, I actually can't think of any others. That's exactly That's a right. great point. I can't, I can't think of any others. You would expect right. that there would be, given how horrible the right. Nazis were, right. right, the fact that they managed <clears throat> to, just through the Holocaust, to kill 10 million people, not to mention how many people died in the war itself, right. you would think that you would have horror movies about this. But instead, what we get are comedies. Yeah. There is the crux of what I'm after. It's really interesting. It's Why? A, it's a really interesting thought. Like, I think part of it is just because it was such a horrible experience, and I don't think people want to be reminded of it in that light ever again. And you're bringing up a key point about horror. Uh, one of the ways you define horror is that it involves scenarios that violate the laws of nature. <clears throat> They violate cultural categories. Right. So, in a way, because the Nazis actually happened, it's very difficult to do a horror movie. How can you make it worse? How can you, exactly. How can how you can make it, it worse than what it really How does? can you make it worse than killing 10 million people? Exactly. You really can't do that. Yeah. And it's like the only weapon then we have with that is humor. Yeah. It seems like. It's a really fascinating question. Frankly, that week, I don't know what I'll end up doing because I have to find some readings to go with this, but I have I do kind of vaguely recall some readings about the producers. I do know there's readings about that, but I want to find out what people have written about the Ernest Lubitsch film right. during the war. There is a great book about Lubitsch that just came out a couple of years ago, How Did Lubitsch Do It?, which uh, the title of that book, was that was a phrase that Billy Wilder had in his desk, right? Uh, because Billy Wilder always wanted to remind himself, Lubitsch was a German Jew who came to Hollywood before him, who made some of the definitive comedies of the 20s, 30s, and 40s. I'm also curious as to how that movie was received, you know? It's interesting. It did not do very well. It was released by United Artists. My understanding is it did not do very well. Okay. And it's kind of one of these films where it kind of got lost at the time. And then later on, people saw it and said, this is an absolute classic. This is a great movie. Right. So it wasn't as well received. Wait. Which is surprising because it was during the war. What and year it, was it during the war? Was it like... Uh, 42 or 43. 42? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, th I think it's one of those films that got... Uh, it premiered in late 42... 
but actually got yeah, the least wider in 43. It's one of those uh, things where, because I think I've seen both years for that. But back to our topic on yeah. satirizing Hitler and Nazism. Do you think it? Do you think that it's like a coping mechanism for people, in a way, or what do you think? What do you think the intention behind it is? Yeah, it brings up a really key point about what humor does, especially political <clears throat> satire. What it does. Right. One story I heard during World War Two was that. Early in the war, and I think this was during the Blitz, when London was being bombed by the Germans, and the British felt like they were completely alone. Okay? Mm -hmm. This would have been before the Americans got into the war, in late 41. I heard a story that one of the things they did to keep the people's spiritual up was to show Hitler speaking with the sound but they speeded it up, mm -hmm. and it made him sound ridiculous. And they showed the goose stepping, and they speeded it up. It right. made it look ridiculous, and go back and forth. It made everything look ridiculous. And it was done to bolster the spirit of the British people. Right. I think that's one of the things you do. When something is so potentially awful, like the Nazis, what you do to diffuse it is to ridicule it. Because one thing I don't think the Nazis can ever take or any authoritarian regime, this is true of Joseph Stalin or any kind of, is they can't take being laughed at. Right. Can you think of a recent political leader who never could take a joke? Can you think of one? Yeah, I can think of I, one. I can think of one. And I think it's because they tried to have this macho persona, and then Absolutely. when they were made fun of, they're like, fuck. Yeah, and and the thing is, I mean, the the, the one of the... <laughs> ways you can counteract that is to completely emasc uh, you know, emasculate them Emascul by making fun of them. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that's the whole purpose. The reason horror doesn't work is because it happened. Horror is usually based on what is possible. On these insane hypotheses. based on yeah. something that violates the laws of nature, it violates our cultural categories, it doesn't work the same way. It, yeah, exactly. It's based on these hypotheticals. It, based on hypotheticals, but it's based on very <coughs> real fears right. that we have. Right. And of course, uh, horror is often based on the what-if scenario. If there was a zombie apocalypse, what would I do? Right. What would this person do? I think you, If this was real, what would you do? Right. And I think going back to what you were saying about emasculation, one of the things, like, <laughs> I remember when I was little, um, my family loved watching the Harry Potter movies, and I was always really scared of the Voldemort, because, like, when you're a little kid and you see this scary-looking face coming onto the screen like that, and then what my, what my sister told me was, you know, the best way to make yourself not scared and while well, watching a movie is to internally or externally make fun of it. Yeah. You know? Like, it, it's so much easier well, to deal with it when, when it's like that. That's actually true even of horror films. Yeah. You know how people will laugh at things. Yeah. Okay, I, this is a true story from high school. Uh, I went with a bunch of friends from high school to see Amity Hor Amityville Horror. The okay. original Amityville <clears throat> Horror. That will tell you right there how old I am if you look it up on IMDb.com. Okay. So we saw the original Amityville Horror. Right. 
And uh, <clears throat> in high school, I would never, my mom would have been very upset if I went to a horror movie. So I just never tell her if I did go to a horror movie. My mom probably, she's 95 now. I think I still think she thinks I did this to spite her. That's always my joke about why I became a cinema music studies professor. But uh, I think I told my mom we're going to go go see the Muppets movie. <laughs> Which is a little bit different than Amityville what? Horror. What? Okay, what I remember about that is as we're watching, there's this one scene where the father suddenly sees all these flies building up on the window. And <clears throat> and then, you know, it, it, in a supernatural way. It wasn't a natural, you know, it was just billions of flies covering the window. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like and then he... I don't remember what he did. If he closed his eyes or he wipes his eye, he looks and the flies are suddenly gone. You know, it's all kind of a typical horror trope, right? Right. The flies aren't there. And I, I said, man, those no-pest strips really work. <laughs> you know, and we all laughed. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. When I think back on it, I think that's true. What you do when you're actually facing with something that, you know, could be kind of potentially horrible is you just kind of laugh at it. Yeah. Right? You know, like I was watching, um, my sister hates horror movies. And I was able to get her... To, have you seen the movie Us? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the other day I got her to watch that. And I wish I hadn't because she like, had trouble sleeping that night. But um, I got her to watch that movie and remember the, the, um, the doppelganger family. Yeah. Like how they're all... None, most of them can't speak. Yeah. And we're watching the movie and then there are these certain points where the doppelganger dad... It just starts bellowing these random noises out of his out of his mouth that are just so incoherent that yeah. it just becomes fucking hilarious. <laughs> he just starts making these weird moaning. He's yeah, yeah. and like we couldn't help but laugh because it's so funny and it and I think that's the best way to to deal with a horror movie and like in to deal with certain topics is to just laugh at it because there's not much much else that you can do. This is why Jordan Peele will be a big part of this course a year from now. Because yeah. he's dabbling in both. Exactly. And it makes perfect sense to me that oh, he's yeah. able to dabble He's in so smart. Because there's an interesting... It's almost like comedy and horror. The reason why I did this class to begin with is they're almost two sides of the same coin. Oh, I agree. They deal with a lot of the same issues. They do it in a very different way. They're both very physical genres. Yes. But the physical effects are very different. One is almost a release. The other is almost the building of a tension. Yeah. One is based on fear. One is based on... It, both of them are, are made to, to play off of your emotions. They play off... Well, you can argue... Everything plays off, but they play off in your I mean, emotion to a more particular issues. Yes, the, agreed. Most of all, the human body. They right. definitely are more physical genres. They deal with the human body and the limits of the human body, the idea of mortality, things like that. Especially the horror genre is always about the fact that we could die. Yeah. Right? And that's the central issue. Uh, the fact of death itself, which is a real issue, horror deals with it in a particular way. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it deals with those fears in a particular way. So I don't know if I've gotten anywhere no, in but my I, preparation for this class, which is not, you know, I mean, I it's have all a, summer. It's a year out, anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I got all summer to prepare anyhow, and I got all this coming fall, because I'm not teaching until next spring. But I think that, I think that we kind of hit the key point about why... Um, Hitler and Nazism is satirized is because it's meant to emasculate it and there's not much else that we can do about it.
Yeah, it's almost like uh, it defangs it. Yes. It, it makes them toothless. Yeah, totally. It, it's like a, a particular recent political figure whom I prefer not to name. The thing is, you know, the jokes about him were relentless. First of all, he lent himself to those jokes. Oh, yeah. He was, he was just prime because he just looked so ridiculous. But the thing, you know, it's funny. I've talked to historians about this. They said that about Hitler. Well, in many ways, when you think about Hitler, he was kind of a ridiculous guy, but he still was able to do what he did. Yeah. Now, that's scary. Yeah, I no, it is. I don't anything funny about that. No, it's not funny. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting question. Yeah. Why is it the Nazis are funny? I, 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 I don't even know if I have an answer to that question. It's one I think is, but I do think it's worth exploring. Yeah. And maybe we'll never get to the bottom of why there are so many skits, movies, TV shows that deal, come back to the Nazis and make fun of them. This episode of the Longtail Podcast was edited and produced by me, Peter Beichauer. The song that you heard in this week's episode is Jazz Addict's Intro by Cosmic Fog 201. And if you're curious about the song, I'm going to put the link in the description so that you can go listen to the song. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And I promise, I promise, we'll be back with a new episode next week. But until then, have a great rest of your day. <laughs>